0: Hey, Caitlin, how's it going?
1: Hey, Dan, how are you?
0: Good, good. Just enjoying summer. And even though I'm teaching summer school economics online, Ew. which isn't so bad because I get oh. to teach it from my you know living room, which is nice. And I teach online throughout the year. But besides that, it's good. I'm getting to the beach and surfing here and there. How about yourself?
1: Um, You know, it's been really busy. I ran into one of my students last night, which was really nice. Um, We got to say hi to them, meet their parents and stuff. And then, um, yeah, it was really good. Um, And then I also, you know, I've been prepping for Get Your Teach On. So, like, busy, busy. It's just, whew, that teacher work is never done. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, I guess we're both staying busy, but all right. So yeah. what's on the agenda for today? Our awesome History Teachers PLC Club. What do we got?
1: I know our first ever episode. Woo! So exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, today I thought we could start off by talking about like, since it's our first episode, it's a great way to like, you know, let's talk about first day of school stuff. Why do we teach history? And like, what's your first go to lesson? Because, you know, Kids are usually nervous at the beginning of the year, so let's talk about that.
0: Oh my gosh, kids are nervous. I feel like I'm the, <laughs> I don't know, if I, are <laughs> you still, I, I've been teaching for, I've taught for 12 years and I still have so many nerves. Tell me oh, you do as well. Same, same, okay, every gosh.
1: single <laughs> okay. year. I'm like, oh my God, what if they don't like me? Or like, oh, I'm not ready. This little tiny detail on this very non important handout doesn't look exactly right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What happens if there's a discipline problem? How am I going to handle it? Am I going to totally botch it? Yeah. So, no, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And just knowing you have a great first lesson to start off that's engaging and fun and worthwhile rather than just (sighs) syllabus like most teachers do, I think this is a great way to start the series. So let's get into it. Do you love teaching? Do you love history? Do you need inspiration, positive engagement strategies, and a place to connect with other awesome teachers?
1: This is the PLC of your dreams, filled with energy, invigorating strategies, tips, tricks, and revolutionary ideas. The History Teachers Club podcast starts now.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome to the club.
1: So um, how do you start the year?
0: Okay. So for years, I struggled with this. There were times when I, the first couple of years, I think I did do the syllabus, like as awful as that sounds. But I, you know, you, you want to make sure you're going over procedures because you want them to know this is what's going to happen if this behavior issue comes up. So it's hard. I understand the need to do the syllabus and to do those basic routines to go over the rules. But then I realized, okay, like they're doing that in At the high school level, they're doing that seven times. And if you're seventh period, they're going to just be like, you know, ready to just lay down. So it took me years to find a lesson that I really like. And this is now my go-to. I am lucky and also unlucky enough to teach ninth graders world history. I normally also teach APUS, which is mixed. So I have something different for them. But for my ninth graders, they're new to school. They don't know a lot of the students. So what I, what I do is an activity that I call, why are we here? Why study history? Okay, cool. Right? Because yeah. Because it's just, isn't that like the th- like kind of cliche that all students, and even some of their parents are like, why does history matter? Like, why do I care what happened 500 <sighs> years ago, 200 years ago, yes. 50 years ago?
1: Oh my gosh. How
0: yes. is this relevant? I'm a teenager In 2022, why do I care about what happened in 1600 or 6000 BC?
1: Right. And it can be so frustrating when, like, you have a kid who's like, I don't even care about history, and they, like, kind of give you some sass, and you're like... Okay. all right. It's hard to not like pop off on them sometimes, too. Yeah,
0: (laughs) absolutely. So I (laughs) want to tackle that mentality and tackle that question head on, because I do think it's something that students should be asking. What is useful here? And as a teacher, I want to be prepared to answer that. And I figured, why not day one? So this is what we this is how I I do it. I have um, stations around the room. We, we first start off, actually, let me back up real quick. They brainstorm. So they're in small groups and they got to come up with a few reasons. Uh, you know, I started, uh, I'll jump even further back. I tell them, look, all cultures, all civilizations have at least for some of their, normally it's the some, some elite group that gets chosen to carry on the history. Most of the time, the average person doesn't get the privilege of learning history, but all right. cultures through all of time have stored their history, have, have made sure to chronicle it and to remember it because there's something there and teaching in Hawaii, the students are like big into Hawaiian history and the Hawaiians like with you yeah. know, just an oral language, they would carry it on through chants and through oli's and through hula. So why would the Hawaiians do that? Then, like, oh, if the Hawaiians did it, like, maybe, maybe I should do it too. They, that's a good way to kind of cue them in. Yeah. And then so they brainstorm and they come up with they come up with you know almost every group comes up. What is the one that all the kids would say if you had to guess? Like, what are the kids going to say? Why do we study history?
1: So it doesn't repeat itself. That's what I hear all the time.
0: And and it's good that they got that in there. You know, that means in elementary, that teachers are kind of saying that, right? Not the standard history teachers, the grade level teachers are saying that. And that's good. That's one reason to study it. We don't want to repeat some of the nightmares of the past. But there's so much more richness in why we study history. And that's what I'm trying to get to them. There's not just mistakes in the past. There's beauty in the past. There's adventure in the past. And there's things we can like take from it in order to improve our future. So... After we do that, we discuss, I record their answers. Then I have six stations around the room. Each one is a different reason why we study history. So in no particular order, here are some of the reasons I give the students on why we should study history. One is it helps us better understand the present and why things are the way they are. Another is history can inspire us to make a difference in the world and to make it a better place. Another one, we are connected more than ever to the people around the world, so we should know about them and their cultures. And the last one I'll share is, history helps us predict the future and solve future problems since history repeats itself. And I know that's similar to just saying, so history doesn't repeat itself, but I like this phrasing of it because it makes it more action-oriented. And for students to be able to see history as kind of a tool that we use and can apply to make the world better, to fix problems that are going to come up again and again. Yes. Right? And so they go around. They talk with their teams. They discuss what it means. They try to give an example of it. And then we have a debate and we go over, okay, what do you think – is the best reason they go to their, they go to the station so they can split from their groups. Now they can go to the station that they liked the most that they, that hit them the hardest. And then we talk about why is that the best reason to study history? Why is this one? The best reason to study history? Why is this one? And on that first day, you're actually having students saying no we sh- that's not right we should be studying history because it actually like we're connected with other people around the world and you know like they make our clothes and they, they we buy their electronics and uh-huh. you might have a facebook friend and play video games and that's why we need to study history so that if you're if you're playing a video game from someone from china or from guatemala you like as a teacher you're just like oh my gosh my students are arguing and debating with one another on different reasons why it's so important to study I history love that. That's... and so I'll tell a quick little story one of my students that I'm just like that I'm really close with when she so I did this activity when she was a freshman and then when she was a senior she just graduated she's going to UC Davis I'm super proud of her big deal for our small school excellent student when she was a I guess yeah when she was a senior we were just I was because I stepped out of the classroom last year to work full-time on this like video curriculum I'm making I'll be going back to the classroom but I was subbing one day for a friend of mine just to do a favor. And the student, we were talking about that lesson. And the student said, that lesson changed the way I came into school every single day. She goes, that lesson made me think there's something valuable for me to learn every time I come into history class.
1: Uh, I just melted.
0: I was like, what? Like... You kind of, like, hope that's what's going to happen. And you think, okay, that's just my wild fantasy history teacher dream. And most of them are probably like, oh, you know, going through the motions. And maybe it's hitting, you know. Maybe it's hitting. But when the student said that, I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. it Like, it worked. Even if it's only working for that's, some of the population. That is
1: the dream. It that really awesome. is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So
0: that's so that's my first lesson. Yeah.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. So that, that's where I head. And then throughout the year we kind of come back to it some of the units um before the test i asked them okay so we just studied the indian caste system of all the reasons we study history those six reasons those six stations around the room what do you think this is what 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 is the best reason to study this part of history so that then they are revisiting those reasons to study history throughout the year when we stu- and then they might say oh you know what this makes us um learn to want to make a difference in the world because we saw how poorly some of those untouchables were treated. And we want to make sure that, but when we studied this, we learned that we need to appreciate our differences rather than discriminate against them. And other students would say, oh, we don't want to repeat the past. So we don't want to have similar discriminatory systems. And again, so we're revisiting that throughout the year when we close different units, having students think about why are we studying this? What's valuable when you study the civil rights movement, for instance?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome lesson. Like, so good. Love that. How long does that usually take?
0: I try to close that with, at the end of that first day, it's, that's generally like a 70-minute period. We have had our debate and we close off. They do a writing after to, to show they've learned. And that way also that first day, I get to see their writing like how well they can write because that really, you can see if student, that tells a lot, right? If a student is all over the place and can't put sentences together. So they just write a paragraph. Okay, after our discussion, what do you think is the most important reason to study history? And they close it out. And that's about a 70 minute period. I have an extension lesson for the next day where they look at examples from history and they try to tie them to one of the reasons. That way they're using evidence um, or specific examples and then picking a claim. We study You know, we study why the Polynesians sailed across the world because that's an adventure. And and then they explain why that's an adventure to learn about that. And why that's like exciting to learn about that. And they so just different, we, why study the Black Death? Oh, because this will allows us to solve future problems. Like none of the students are going to be wondering, why are we studying the Black Death, the bubonic plague after going through COVID? They're going to be like, oh, right. I see why we're studying this. Like I see why so, we needed to um,
1: learn this.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's like the next day. And then after that, then we jump into, we do some syllabus stuff, uh, procedure stuff. But by then they, that kind of, because that is like an engaging, flowing class that they're kind of interested in, we get to kind of do the procedures there in a way that they are wanting to listen because they're kind of engaged in the activity. If they're just like listening to instructions, they might be more prone to act out where you're actually having to discipline more. So that's a way to get the kids like on, on, your, on your side and kind of subtly enforcing your procedures those first couple days. But then, yeah, then syllabus procedures and then we get into our you know first content of the year i love
1: that i do something similar um but not why do we teach yeah so what do you got Yeah. so i um i've done a few things in the past um but like you said it's so hard that first like content lesson can be really hit or miss and i have officially decided i hate syllabus day hate it (laughs) Like, yes, we need to have like a rules and procedures day, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be like day one, you know? Yeah. Um, especially because I teach middle school, and so they are all over the place. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, um, you know, the the balancing of who's alpha this year mm. and all of that is definitely coming into your classroom, and I teach at a Title I school, so... Same. You got to take all of those things into account. And so... Um, so my first day, I've done two really big hitters that I'm really proud of. Um, there's this really cool observation and inferencing lesson. So I set up stations, too. Um, and basically, they don't know it, but all of these stations are about me oh. um, and about, like, the history of me, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, like, and um, they have to figure out, who is this about? What do you observe? What can you infer? Like, um, you start to like try to piece this together and try to figure out this person's story and fill in the gaps and try to like, you know, um, and that way they're getting to know me as a teacher. And that way they're like, okay, this, who is this weird lady? You y- know?
0: Yeah. Cause that's on all their minds um, too. Cause they, they're desperate to know, you know, they want to know each other and they definitely yeah. want to know you and who, who you are and what your story yes. is.
1: And they're going to go talk about it. So like when you're picking, cause I use like, A lot of variety of what I call like artifacts and sources, you know? So, like, one might be um, I have a piece. So, back in my freshman year of college, I flipped my car. It was like a really terrible accident, and it was my dream car, and it was oh, it was so heartbreaking. And so I um, I have a piece of that car that I use. Like, it's like the logo from a Volkswagen Beetle. And so I have that. That's one of my artifacts. And I also have, like, my driver's license with it, like an old one from, like, when I was a lot younger. But I, like, black out and make it, like, oh, confidential. Like, you don't get to know who that is. So it's, like, this picture of me from when I was, like, 16, you know? Um, <laughs> and so cool. as they go through these stations, they start to, like, make these inferences and draw conclusions and start to use some of those history, like, um, those skills. And because I don't, as much as we would love every history teacher to be really amazing at their job, they're not necessarily. And um, yeah. and in at least in Texas, they teach Texas history in seventh grade. And so then when they get to me in eighth grade, like, that's a tested subject. Like, we take a state test. And so a lot of the times when we have coaches, they're put into Texas history. And those coaches mm. use a lot of, like, um crossword puzzles and Uh. textbooks and black and white powerpoints and they put on a lot of movies and so i don't necessarily know what skills my kids are going to come in with i know they're going to have some but not necessarily like an equal footing necessarily you know and so i'm trying to figure out where are their skill sets like do we have observation and inferencing skills because uh, as we go throughout the year i'm going to build on those skills um, and so that was, like, that's a really solid lesson. And then the next days, like, we kind of go into, like, rules, procedures, you know, the boring syllabus kind of stuff. Um, but I try to, like, so scatter is this, that. Yeah, what's up?
0: Was this one of your, like dig lessons is that what we're we're calling that a dig lesson so what what can you explain that
1: yeah so i'm i actually am gonna explain that at my talk at get your teach on too so woo oh Um, cool but digs stands for d is for describe i is for infer g is for generalize and s is for synthesize and that's Mm. accurate i stole that acronym from housing history um and she's incredible but what
0: is that Hausen?
1: yeah elizabeth what Hausen, h o w s oh house Haus, h o w s o n history okay um and so she's the one who actually came up with the digs like acronym but that way they have these okay. artifacts and they have to like describe infer generalize and synthesize and it's a really good like get to know the teacher activity um i I've, I've even used something very similar at open house like when like The parents are coming in so they can see, okay, this is what my kids are actually doing in history. Um, And that way the kids also look really smart because they've already done it. (laughs) And so mom and dad are like, wow, okay. You know? um,
0: No, I love that. So that first day you're building skills mm -hmm. that they're going to be, you know, developed over the course of the year. So I absolutely love that, that you're starting with some skills that are, and I don't know if you ever heard this, never teach a new skill when you're teaching new content. Yes. Have you ever heard? I love that line. That makes, for when I was a new teacher, I was trying to like double up on everything. Like, oh, I'm going to teach them how to synthesize while having them read this really tough primary source on information that they don't know. And then they're like, It's like teaching somebody to juggle. Like, okay, we're going to start juggling. I'm going to teach you guys how to do it. So grab your machetes and we're going to set them on fire. And don't, you know, we're going to grab four of them at a time. And I'm going to teach you entirely in
1: French. Yes, exactly. It's (laughs) too many things at the same time. So
0: when you, I love that. But so since they're doing stuff like that, that's not super history related, like, you know, they're not reading a, a journal from the 18th century. They're, they're looking at Volkswagen their, a Volkswagen envelope and uh, something they're familiar with um, I, you know driver's IDs and they can de- from there they can make inferences and generalizations yes. and synthesize so I love that that you're starting there because you can kind of reference that oh hey remember when you saw my Volkswagen thing and from there you were able to kind of infer that maybe there was yeah like why is this broken this-
1: off or like you know like mm-hmm. yes so they can try to like and then at the end once they've like they try to like write out what they think this person who this person is and like what's their story and it's really fun to hear from them and then tell them my actual story so they
0: still don't know it's you no a lot they of times don't they haven't figured the it
1: out yeah sometimes this like oh. some of them really have because like i i Can, kind of put out little things that are like okay they all relate but they you might not necessarily like if this is your first introduction to me you might you wouldn't know does that make sense so they try to tell yeah so most of them figure out it is me and then they okay. sit there and they kind of like okay I think this is the story and this is the order it goes in and these are the big events that you're trying to like tell us about and it's really kind of funny to hear their interpretation of my big events in life and <laughs> it's really sweet yeah and then you tell them the actual story the, yeah
0: yeah so before I, I have a question on that uh, but but I want to I'm going to ask the question, but then I'm going to maybe I'll ask two. One, I want to know about a couple more of the artifacts besides so the driver's license, V Dub, and but I also want to. Um Yeah, let's start there, and then I'll ask the other question. So what are some of the other – I'm curious, desperately. What are some of the other things they're trying to figure out about you?
1: So um, I have, like, a hoodie that – so I was born in Alaska, um, and so I have this hoodie that says Alaskan grown, and, like, that's the only artifact at that station. It's just a hoodie that says Alaskan grown, and it's like, okay, good luck figuring that one out. (laughs) Um, And so then, like, what else have I put out? I've put out – Ooh, I haven't had to think about this since August um, and,
0: and are so they are they bouncing items. around the room? Yes
1: they they and they don't know it like there is like a this one's first and this one's second they don't realize they do actually go in order <laughs> uh, but that's more for me than for oh. them um yeah but like, then what they do is, um, like, some of them have multiple artifacts at the same station. So, like, the driver's license and mm. the VW, like, little piece. They go together and they're supposed yeah. to, like, okay, I can piece those together. Or so, like, here's another artifact mm-hmm. I used that just popped into my head. Um, so, in my senior year of high school, I won my city's pageant. And so, um, yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> so I put That's out. like awesome. I, I just put out my little sash and like a picture of my crown because I'm not gonna have them mess with my crown. But, um, mm-hmm. and so like they're just supposed to like figure <laughs> out what is <laughs> shirts God, yeah. Texas? Like what is that? You know? And um, they are they're trying to like piece together. Like it's just kind of fun to hear them going. Well, I think it's this. No, I think you're wrong. And you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think that's so valuable for them because they are they're they're doing those the work that we want them to do as historians that they often don't want to do when you give them a primary source. So here they're doing primary sources that are from, you know, you know, the modern era from your life, but they're realizing what a primary source is, mm-hmm. right? Anything that's like from the past, an artifact, and they're they're learning to ask questions, they're learning to try to piece together a story here, and if we can get them to do that with a speech by Washington or an artifact yes. from you know the you know, picture of and for something from ancient Greece or a piece of artwork from My, you know the ancient mayans or you know something from the Alamo that is so valuable and so if you just like cue into that first day like cuz the, the first day I try to use it like the way with my lesson, the why I study history, it's an anchor like, okay guys, why are we studying this now? We're studying world war II or like, or the rise of fascism. Can you take a guess on why it might be valuable for us to learn <laughs> yeah. about why we need to know about the rise of fascism in the world? Yes. Oh yeah. So, and then for you, you can tap into those skills. Hey, remember how you were making generalizations about that? You know, the, my, my crown and the sash. Well, I need you to do those same things and approach this this letter from the past in that same mentality. right. And one last thing that I really like about it is if they're individually coming up with interpretations at the end or in groups, either way they're they're gonna see that different people are having different interpretations. and that's what history is. You know, yes. a lot of the kids, they kind of have their you know minds blown a little when you tell them history is not just the past it's like the argument that we piece together from the past yes. and different historians have different interpretations so really this is what I this is one of my big themes all year history is detective work we are trying to figure out when we look at primary sources and piece together different secondary sources what actually happened and we can be closer to the truth and have better interpretations or worse interpretations but there's no one single interpretation exactly
1: and, and it's a really fir- good first discussion day, for like the first day and then they kind of see oh Okay, I actually have to do work in this ladies' class.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and thinking critically, but it's work that they seem like yes, they're gonna. Yes, and they don't even realize off, that, you know, like, that they're excited.
1: Yes, exactly. And so then I have yeah, another lesson none, that is like so good yeah. um, and really good for like younger's or you know you could do it like after that lesson. I've done like a using Google Earth, we like zoom in and out They... We start where we lived, and like I show them places. So I'm in College Station, so I show them like Kyle Field, right, or like A&M things that yeah, they well College have seen. Station, Texas. Yes, thank you. Because
0: I wouldn't know if if you didn't tell me that earlier, I would have no idea where College Station is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm so in you're Texas. in College Station, Texas.
1: Woop. Um, and <laughs> um, and so then they the things that they know for sure, right? Like Texas A&M for sure, they have seen it their whole lives if they've lived here, you know. Um, and then I'm like, okay, let's go see the seven wonders of the world. Like, do, can you say any of them, right? Like, do you know any of the seven wonders of the world? Like, first off, and I love to hear their guesses because some of them are, like, <laughs> absolutely insane. Like, one of them, is, like, I had a kid who said, the Walmart down the street. And I was like,
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> claim that school. as a wonder, but, like, middle school. <laughs> yes, what's so, so, for you. <laughs> so they're typing in the different wonders so of the world? So I kind of
1: run it, yeah. Like, as we do it, like, as a oh. whole class. Oh, and cool. then I also... I'll take like there's some really cool you can like show them like zooming through you know but then you can also put like some um, I've checked out like I wrote a grant for $16 thousand dollars and got VR goggles for my kids. And so then, like, I would, yeah, and I would, like, program out awesome. ahead of time so that it was, like, okay, you've seen it in Google Earth. now put on the goggles and see what it looks like. And they're just yeah. absolutely mind-blown, and it gets them, like, okay, this is going to be a great class. Because yeah. I always look at the at the first lesson of the year as, this may not be, like, the healthiest way to look at it, but I definitely see it as a competition, right, with the mm. other teachers. Like, I'm like, no, 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 my class is the best one. Ah, my <laughs> class is the best one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> So having a little of that with is like, good, I think. I, I have yeah. that. I have that. Yeah, I have that. Like, yeah, I want to have the best one. I want to have the one where they're, st- you know, I want the them kids. talking
1: about me all day long. <laughs>
0: yeah. What did you do today, in class? Oh, well, in this Baumgarten's class. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. What
0: well, Miss B said. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that, but that, that actually, I'm going to jump in. I just saw someone, I don't know if I, I think I shared it with you on Instagram, Some a teacher that I just met. She's brand new to Instagram. She just posted something about her first lesson. I like read the caption and this is what her school does. And I think for teachers out there, this is something that if, if especially if you're on some kind of um, leadership team or have an in with the principal and, um and have a very cooperative staff, it's not going to work on every campus. Cause I've, I've seen like pretty right. tough environments where there's not much good, you know, culture going on. But if you have a pretty cooperative culture or maybe your department is really good, they have some kind of, it's not, I don't know if it's sold as a competition, but it, it kind of comes off that way where it's first day of school, best le- lesson of the year. So the, the, from the top down, the principal is saying don't – telling." pretty much telling everyone, don't do your syllabus the first day. Lead with something that's going to excite our students and make them want to like, – they can't wait to get back day two, Right. Not like yes. grudgingly. Bell first bell rang. He wants the the principal from what I took wants them to run into their rooms to get started day two. So and and she had this lesson that seemed like awesome where they're listening to Hamilton songs, analyzing the lyrics. They're in groups and then learn they're like learning about oh um, yeah I remember now that, that
1: yes yes. <laughs>
0: and but I just love <laughs> I know that what mentali- you're talking about now I love yes. that mentality <laughs> first day best lesson that's so cool and. um, and yeah, so it made me think. Oh gosh, I, you know, I like my lesson, but now I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should lead with my best. And and after hearing yours. It's I'm always like, oh, gosh, I, I want to up my game now. And it causes a little stress because I'm like, oh, I thought I had my go to lesson. But now I'm always like, it's like a double edged sword where y- you get inspired to do something I know. new. Like
1: teaching is always like it's this growth of mm-hmm. like, OK, what am I going to do next? What's the cool thing I'm going to do next? Yeah. yeah. And
0: sometimes I just want to put it on uh, pilot mode. It's just like cruise. Like, OK, I got good lessons. I know they work. Let's just like cruise with them. Autopilot. Yes. But when I hear new things like this, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to, you know, mix up, mix it up and try something, try something new. So cool stuff. Awesome. Any, any, anything else you want to share about either of those first two lessons?
1: Um... Not that I can think of. I mean, we pretty much covered it all, right? Just, like, be creative um, and let your kids see who you are, I think. And your style of teaching is the big thing that I always want to have, like, a takeaway. Like, I, it's all about, like, on that first day, they want to know who you are, but they really want to know, like, what you're about. You know what I mean? Mm. So they want to, and they can see you best because they are going to watch you more than you realize on that first day. And so... Um yeah. and I straight up start my lesson by saying, I'm gonna be your favorite teacher this year.
0: Whoa, you set go. you you put the cards on the table.
1: I do. Yeah. I like shut the door and I'm like, you're supposed to be sitting. I don't know what you're doing right now, but whatever it is you need to stop right? Because they're always like ridiculous on the first day and you always kind of have to start out with this bad guy. Right. Um, But then I automatically transition into I'm going to be your favorite teacher. (laughs) Hands down. I know it. Let's go. I'm willing to put money on that. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The money I don't have as a teacher. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No. Not messing around. All right. Well, I think that brings us To everyone's favorite segment. Everyone's favorite segment. You know, the much anticipated dad jokes (gasps) in history. (laughs) So this is the deal. If I get Caitlin to laugh, she has to... I don't know. We have to come up with a good... Consequence.
1: I know we need a consequence. Okay, we'll, we'll
0: work on that. But if I get Caitlin, <laughs>
1: I laugh so easily. Laugh, so this we, we can all
0: make fun of her. Um, so these are these are the best worst dad jokes in history. They come from the last video that I made on the Revolutionary War. Okay, Caitlin. So why were the okay, British annoyed by the outcome of the Treaty of Paris in the Revolutionary War? I'm already War? laughing. <clears throat> Why were the British annoyed by the outcome of the Treaty Why of Paris? Why were the
1: British annoyed by the outcome of the Treaty of Paris?
0: They thought they were mistreated. Oh, stop. <laughs> okay, that, I, I was starting pretty bad. Okay, I got another one. What was, <laughs> what was the best part of the miserable winter at Valley Forge? What was the best part? The
1: best part?
0: After years of fighting... They were finally free, Zing. I thought <laughs> that was good. After years of fighting, they were finally free, Zing. <laughs> no? Okay. I got one more. Oh, Hate I it. thought that was good. <laughs> okay, next one. How did the troops how did <laughs> the troops celebrate their victory at Yorktown? The American troops, rather. Right. With an independence. Stop. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. But I think that's going to wrap us up for the day. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys coming in and seeing us. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm history underscore four underscore humans. I uh, can't wait to see you there. Answer any questions on Instagram. Also, our pod is um, at the his- history teachers club, not the history teachers club. Yeah,
1: all one words, just history teachers club. That is our Instagram and you can follow me at The Great Kate History, all one word. Yes,
0: follow Kate. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Take good care.
1: Woo! Yes, guys, it's gonna be a great episode. Okay.